and Nigel show. Hello, I'm Nigel. That's Jason Hammer over there with a special guest on the hotline. She is one half of the Chicks on the Right program. Uh, WIBC alumni Mock joins us. Mock, um, I'm sure you've had time to read all 350 plus pages of this new immigration bill. So please break down every single one of your thoughts, please. <laughs> well, I have not read a single word of it, except that I just know I hate it. <laughs> so, yeah, if, from if the rumors are true, then like all the stuff that every decent common sense Republican has feared, it would say it says that and then some. And I don't think this is going anywhere. And from what I've gathered, and again, I've not read all 350 plus pages. I've read pages. I've read excerpts. But from what I've gathered, the fact that Mitch McConnell thinks this is a good deal, the fact that Cocaine Mitch is on board with this and thinks this is some sort of win for the American people when the money going to Ukraine is more than the budget for the United States Marine Corps in previous years, that's a problem to me. Well, it's a problem that this has anything to do with Ukraine at all. Yes. I'm so sick of this. Like, how how do they not know that what American people want is a standalone, secure the border bill that only worries about our country for once? And so, if they want to de- if they want to hash out stuff for Israel, if they want to hash out stuff for Ukraine, have at it. But not in this freaking bill. This is what's on fire. This is the emergency. This is what impacts us directly right now. Is this invasion? Put together a freaking standalone bill that secures the border and end this. This is so stupid. And they, Every, all the debate about it is ridiculous. And Mock, they already had that bill. I think it's like HB2, um, which is a border security act. They have separate funding for Israel. But in this bill, there's mm-hmm. no accountability for the money going to Ukraine. Um, and it allows for more than 2 million illegal aliens to continue to stream through our border. I can't understand. I'll tell you one better. Hammer said, boy, it should tell, tell you something if Mitch McConnell says this is a good bill. No, it should tell us something that CNN was raving about this bill this morning. It should tell you something that Joe Biden wants to sign mm-hmm. this bill. That's what we really need to be looking at. Well, and then and they're trying to spin it like, oh, see, Republicans, yep. they're just making this political because now they could they could have immediate improvements and they won't. Yep. No, what, what would have immediate improvements is if Joe Biden just undid all the crap that he did on day one with his executive orders that undid Trump's executive orders. He has the power to fix this. Everybody knows it. Everyone with common sense anyway knows that. We don't even need all of this congressional nonsense to to move forward. He needs to move forward. And him pretending to be like strapped down and unable to do anything without Congress is a load of crap and everybody knows it. Yeah, because that's something Nigel and I have talked about the last couple of weeks. All of a sudden, it's kind of funny how the polling comes out that shows Biden's underwater with this whole border situation, and now he's Johnny Tough Guy when it comes to the border. Right. You know, he's Mr. Billy Badass. Well, if I only had the authority to fix the border, I would. I'd shut it down right now. Right. I'm old yeah. enough to remember when talking about shutting down the southern border was racist, Mock. <laughs> That's exactly right. And isn't it interesting that at the exact same time he's pretending to have his hands 
tied behind his back. He's going around making speeches saying the Supreme Court shut down my student loan relief, but they didn't stop me from doing it. And now so he's going to play tough guy about that, like defying actual law. And then he's going to pretend he can't just write an executive order that stops all this this nonsense asylum BS that we're dealing with at the border. I mean, it's it's laughable, except for the fact that there are so many leftists out there who buy it. I, I mean, I can't believe that they can watch all the videotapes of the invasion happening like literally anywhere. They can go anywhere on the Internet and see this happening at so many different entry points. And they still buy in to the fact that Joe Biden somehow can't do anything. Give me a break. And now the Democrats are going to turn around. And like you said, they're going to point at the Republicans. These Republicans yeah. want a wide open border because they won't shut the- they won't they won't sign this bill and, and then chuck schumer earlier today like trying to scare people into thinking that well if ukraine doesn't get their money who knows it could be your sons and daughters that are over there fighting yeah. in a few years trying to so scare us he can yeah he no <laughs> that is not happening i can't even imagine can you imagine like gen z at this point being willing to go fight for their country every one of them hate it Right. <laughs> so many Gen well, Zers like, I don't even point. like America. So there's no way that they're going to get anybody yeah. to do a draft or whatever. There's just no way. There's no way. Do you honestly think, though, Joe Biden has any idea of what's really going on? Because I'm somebody, and maybe I'm alone, I don't know. I'm somebody that feels like his fastball left a long time ago. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people telling him things just to make him happy. But I don't think Joe Biden really has any idea of what's going on. And that's why they're afraid to put him out there. We talked earlier on our show about how he's not doing the Super Bowl interview. This year, the game is not on Fox, so he can't use that as an excuse. Joe Biden doesn't know what's going on. Wow, I didn't hear that. That's interesting that he's not going to do nope. that interview. But but I, I'm not surprised because you're right. I think his handlers are absolutely terrified of any single moment that he goes off script, which is why so often when you see him, you know, making a speech and going off script, he'll say something like, oh, I better stop before I get in trouble or before Jill, you know, pulls me off the stage. Because right. literally everyone around him does not want him to talk. They right. are terrified of what he'll say. And you think about the Super Bowl pregame show. like That's a lot oh, of eyeballs. That's a lot of eyeballs yeah. on that broadcast. And this is your chance to spin things however you want. But he's not capable of doing that because he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Now, Trump the, should do it. Trump should be interviewed immediately. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like You put Trump on there, he's going to start talking about how people say he looks like Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I totally made we totally made fun of that on our show this morning. But I will say that his interview with Maria was one of his better ones. And you know, I've, I'm very critical of him most of the time. But but that was one of the the less like eye rolling you know interviews I've sat through of his. Like I thought he did a really nice job of of and and really it is true that he is unbreakable. The fact that he stays so calm in the you know in the midst of being under all these potential convictions like it is amazing how unshakable he is hey does it matter because i know the interview you're talking about with maria bartiromo from fox news Mm -hmm. business i believe and she kept on peppering him with questions about his vice presidential pick is that an important pick for donald trump or does it matter 
Well, uh, that's a great question because I don't know how much it matters to anybody, really. But what I was impressed with is that, you know, because he talked a lot about Tim Scott in that interview. He mentioned Christy Nome. But the one thing that he said that surprised me because it was a really mature answer from him is that, (laughs) you know, she said, what is your criteria? Like, what kind of what are you looking for in your next VP pick? And he said somebody who could be president in case that there's an emergency. Yep. And I was like, I was so glad to hear him say that because I, I would have expected that he would have been like, you know, somebody I get along with, whatever, like something really Trumpy. But he said the absolutely right thing. And so I was glad about that. I don't, you know, he wouldn't absolutely say with certainty who he's picking, but right. the fact that he mentioned those two specifically was interesting. Chatting with Mock from the Chicks on the Right program. Mock, you're somebody that has your uh, finger on the pulse of pop culture. How much of the Grammy Awards did you watch last night? I watched 0%, but I caught up with all of the clips this morning. And I opened up uh, I opened up the Daily Mail this morning and saw the giant headline that like the world was furious at Taylor Swift for Why? allegedly snubbing Celine Dion, who was the person who announced her as the best album of, you know, album of the year winner. And apparently that made her like a record setter because only three women, I guess, have won that before. And she was she's won four albums of the year now. So that was a big deal. So when she got on stage with like her entire, you know, all the collaborators that she she was freaking out and like super excited. She did not make eye contact with Celine when she was taking the award out of her hands. And so everyone just lit her up on social media. Oh, come on. How dare she snub Celine Dion? And then there was a moment like literally 30 seconds later they there were all kinds of cameras catching them hugging backstage so what you know it, she was just excited in the moment and she didn't thank Celine right then she waited until they were backstage but man people are just dying for a reason to hate on Taylor Swift they will look for any reason they can to figure out a way to trash talk her it is absolutely out of control it and feels I don't like even want to defend her like i'm right. not even a fan <laughs> Taylor Swift is like the New York Yankees and the Dallas Cowboys or the Lakers right now. You either love her or you hate her, and very few people are in the middle. She's kind of got that appeal right now. Like, I got to be honest, I don't get all the hate. I get why people are maybe tired of you know, hearing about her, but hell, that's pretty right. much any celebrity, right? And her politics have something to do with it, possibly. I think she's kept her mouth shut for a couple of years since uh, her candidate that she backed in Tennessee got boat raced by Marsha Blackburn. <laughs> but you know, have you heard the rumors behind the scenes? The Biden administration's quietly trying, begging Taylor Swift to endorse him? Well, and it's ridiculous because, of course, she will. Like, there's no conspiracy here. She's absolutely going to endorse him. She hates Donald Trump. She made that very clear clear in her last in her documentary that was all over Netflix. So like anyone trying to pretend that there's some big, you know, giant like under like super secret thing that's happening. No, she's going to endorse him because she would without him asking her or I mean, that's just who she is. She's a total lefty. So nobody should be surprised by that. And yes, I agree that people can like hate on her for her politics. But right now it's to the point where she's just 
there's so much that's unobjectionable about her. And so I am one of those people in the middle where I like, I don't care if I ever hear a Taylor Swift song for the rest of my life. I don't love her and I don't hate her. I just cannot believe that people feel so much in one of those camps or the other. Like, Calm down. You know what I mean? Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, Mock from the Chicks on the Right program, where can we find your awesome show? You can always catch us pretty much on any social platform at 8 a.m. Eastern on weekdays, YouTube, uh, Twitter, all the Facebook pages, Rumble, Locals, we're everywhere. Mock, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.